0: Live here at uh, Mountain West Conference Media Day. Normally, Hans and Scotty. Hands is down in Los Angeles, Pac-12 Media Day. But I get to hang out with Gary Anderson, head coach at Utah State. Coach, how are you? Sorry you have to hang out with no, I'm, me. No, I'm excited. This is <laughs> I'm, awesome. I'm great. It's, all, gonna it's get, all good. So. You're going to get so tired of these conversations <laughs> before the end of the year. Hey, uh, I, I love got this. a place. My,
1: I got an empty spot in my basement. You can come to sleep if you need it.
0: Done You're and in. done. Yeah, I'll get you a key. Some of those, uh, some of those Cash Valley winters. Yeah. After a late eight thirty game. Yeah, you need to just stay I down a, there. Need a place to. Yeah, hopefully, chill. my
1: house will be done by then, so I won't be in the basement with you. So I have to share a
0: bed. Well, I will say this: uh, given the amount of time I'm away from home, my wife may just say, "Why don't you just <laughs> spend more time up there?" <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, so much. Uh, does it feel weird coming back here? What's this been like for you personally? To, to conference and seeing some of these, I guess, I don't know. There's been a lot of turnover here in coaches. I don't know if there's – are there coaches that were here in the uh, – that uh, maybe in the old whack uh, that you saw? Yeah,
1: Coach Long, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, battled against there you him go. For a long time, and uh, I, I'll never forget those days when we – you know, they, they, they prided themselves on being the toughest team in the league in New Mexico. Yeah. We did the same thing at Utah, and those were some fights. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I I know a lot of these guys from afar. I know some of them better than others, but uh, it's been a good group into a couple of the coaches' meetings and be able to, you know, hang out with them. But, uh, you know, good group of guys, and, and now it's time to not
0: like each other for a few months. There you go, because <laughs> this is always fun. Everybody kind of uh, – I was talking to Teepa, and I'm like, you know, I know everybody's supposed to be friends, but you size some people up here? And he's like, darn right I do. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, people, people will do that. There's no doubt. <laughs> Expectations are high for this team, uh, especially on the defensive side. Tell us a little bit about, from spring into fall, how guys have adjusted to maybe a new defensive philosophy. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not
1: a, a giant departure. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some, there's some coverage tweaks and some different scenarios. And, yes, we want to you know, play some more man coverage and what have you. But, yeah, you, you look at the corner play and their base, not to get too technical, but their base uh, – Scheme uh, is technically, as some say, a zone defense, but it's a whole bunch of man principles to it. So um, there is change. Um, You know, we're not really have the outside backers. We play more with four down defensive linemen, so there's some some things to learn there. Uh, But I I think they've adjusted well. Um, The kids are are excited about the opportunity to, you know, learn those tweaks, but also carry a lot of the things that they were doing in the past uh, forward. And, you know, the big thing to me is adjusting to a new coach and understanding his techniques, his fundamentals. You know his uh, how he handles himself, and uh, you know the thing that I demand out of those coaches every day, and um, I preach it to our staff all the time because it is the number one most important thing to me. And um, I've learned this over the years is to you know you you need to be a guy that takes care of kids first and a coach second. Um, if you do that, they'll play hard for you. They'll want to learn. Um, they'll want to become better people
0: cupboards are full though on that defensive side dj williams uh Teepa, david woodward you got some studs on the defensive yeah, side uh, yeah
1: yeah and you know, there's some young men that you know we've missed jamark was out for uh he got hurt last year missed yeah. five or six games we haven't seen him other than you know, obviously with the helmet on but we've sure seen him uh, in the back end i think he could be a special addition uh, dj's had a tremendous uh, off season he's goes the the back the defensive backfield is uh going to be highly highly competitive um in the spring, in the, excuse me, in the fall camp for, for spots just as it well as it was in spring, but even more so now. Um, David is uh, a tremendous player. Um, it's a key for us is who is next to him. Um, it's a big discussion. It's a big question mark as we continue through camp, and there's going to be three kids that are going to battle there. You know, Kevin was there in the spring. Um, Noah, we added Noah Young to, to that spot in there. And then, you know, Cash is going to come down and play some there um, at, the, at the linebacker positions slash safety, if you will. Um, I'm excited about the defensive line to get him back, right? We had, yeah. you know, the, Devon and Brayton had to play every position, every rep almost throughout spring as we got guys moving from inside to outside. And, you know, pitch had his broken hands. So it was crazy, uh, but we'll get those guys back, and um, I think they have high expectations for themselves of the defensive crew and Coach Yen and uh, his crew on the defensive uh, coaching side to uh, see it the same.
0: Not to uh, single anybody out who hasn't put on an Aggie uniform yet in the game, but keep hearing Troy Leffridge's name come up quite mm-hmm. a bit.
1: Yeah, Troy is, you know, Troy is, a, is really adjusted to um, Division One football at our level and to uh, the city. Logan, Catch Valley, Utah State in a, in a very, very positive way. He's he's tough-minded. He takes care of himself. He has a huge care factor. You know, he he wants to smack you. He worries me uh, a little bit as far as making sure we keep him in games. He might consistently. miss a half here and yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was uh, he 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 plays a lot uh, a lot like Marquise did last year at, uh, at gotcha. Utah. They got the same mentality as far as you know what. Picking a ball or smacking somebody, he's probably going to take the all smack somebody. Um, and so, but he's he's very intelli- very intelligent. And you know, we get Shaq back again now, yeah. right? We he didn't have Shaq uh, all spring, um, and he's had a, a, a nice job of you know they'll they'll compete back there. You know, Haney's another guy that's going to compete
0: back there. I can go on and on, but uh, Troy's done a nice job. I'm, I'm proud of how he's adjusted. Flip to the other side of the ball. There's been two positions that people have talked about with some level of concern: offensive line at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, give us your thoughts on where those. Position groups already. Right yeah.
1: Well, that, that that'll be the telltale sign at the end of the year when we get it all done and it's over there, over with in January at some point, and um, we'll look back and we'll say the offensive line was uh, was a good crew. Um, they were going to be a good football team, um, and the same thing's going to hold true with the wide receiver crew. If they're a good tr- good crew, um, we'll be a good football team. If they're a great crew, we'll probably be a great football team. Um, and we haven't hidden from that. Uh, I think we recruited the offensive line uh, from within and p- got some added some young players. We didn't go out and say, "Hey, we're going to go." find four jc guys because we believed in the kids who were in the program were able to be able to grow and develop and move themselves in that spot it's a big challenge for them big challenge for coach woods and all of us but uh, i love their mentality i love where they're going um and they're gonna have some competition to see who starts there also on the wide receivers they you need to make big plays in this offense to play you can't just be a, a yeoman guy that just you know catches the ball and falls forward for four yards you have to make big plays in a spread offense so the guy. Make the most big plays uh, with a tremendous quarterback throwing it to them. are going to see the field the most.
0: One thing on the offensive line that the previous staff was able to do, just based on on how a lot of games went last year, I mean, they were able to max out a lot of three or four games on the redshirt. So a lot of these guys are going to be leaning on did see a lot of time last year. Yeah,
1: they did. They got some reps, which was nice to see. Um, You know, Alfred's the anchor of that, and we haven't seen him play other than film because he um, had a little injury that he got through, and he's 100% now he's ready for camp. But, uh, yeah, they do have some experience underneath their belt, which is – that's very – that's huge especially in those first couple games they're not walking out there and never played in a college football game most of them so um it's it's going to be fun, fun to see where they go and you know they we want to be able to uh you know, run the football. That's an important part of what we want to be able to do. We got G, we got Jalen back there. We got you know, we got some running backs who we feel very comfortable with and you know, Riley's joined us and and we have Enoch, so uh, we should be able to hand the ball off and do some things and uh, you know include those tight ends in the run game a little bit also.
0: When you uh when you left you had let's see uh you had Michael Smith, you had uh, Turbo, Turbo Kerwin. And, and Kerwin. I mean, yes. you had a you had a stable. Is that something that you always want to? Yes. Even at Wisconsin, you had you always yeah. had a cast of characters yeah. back there. Yeah. Is that something you always aspire to have?
1: Yeah, when we've been definitely been at our best as uh, as football team, <clears throat> we've had three quality backs, yep. um, and that's what we've tried to be able to recruit to by bringing in Jalen by bringing in Riley and bringing in Enoch, Um, you know, Mr. Bright, I love him. Uh, He's a tremendous competitor. He's a tough-minded kid. He works his tail off. And he has – just been so awesome with bringing those guys in it would be easy to sit back and say oh my goodness they brought in a junior college yeah. player and they brought in a transfer and what's going on you know pop, pop, bop but uh, i i gave mar philosophy at the very beginning with the running back situation and and he's understanding he, again he's embraced it he pushes those guys in practice he helps teach him let him understand the offense so a uh, tremendous young man I, I i can't wait to see him play and i hope he has a fantastic year
0: What does uh, a a guy like Jordan love? Um, Obviously, special talent. You brought Chucky in. You saw Chucky develop it all. But I remember last year, I was uh, and I don't know why this was the moment that really stood out to me, but we were in an airport coming back from Hawaii. And I saw Chucky talking to Jordan. And it just blew me away how much bigger Jordan was. I mean, Jordan. I mean, that's a that's a that's a grown man right there. Jordan is a
1: is a is a big kid, and you look how he's continually you know developed his body. And when kids go through and they play, and then all of a sudden it, the, it lights fire to yeah. hey, nutrition, hey. Weight room, hey, you need to train like a quarterback, right? We lift him like a quarterback. Our quarterbacks are not going with their bench press 300 pounds. I mean, yeah. let be smart. But you look at the transformation of his body, and that's a credit to him and the strength coaches as far as for buying in and understanding. And, and we all know where Jordan wants to go. We don't hide from that. And, you know, the goals for Jordan is to have a fantastic year, and then we're going to make a decision, right? Um, and, and the credit to him, all that comes with being a quarterback that had that much success, there's stressors that are out there that are, are really hard to deal with. Um, you know, agents right now. They shouldn't be talking to Jordan, but they are, and they're reaching out to him. Well, those agents that he's talking to right now, that's not. Those guys are the bottom feeders. Why are they trying to reach out to him and break the rules? That's not the way it should be. Well, he comes to me, and we talk about that. His family support is awesome when it comes to that. You know, he leans on the right people to be able to make decisions to take away those stressors, and he's a tremendous leader, consistent, tough, um, very coachable. Um, had some great coaches around him, so he has a, a very stable background within himself as far as that goes. And, uh, you know, he has high expectations, but he knows he's not going to be anything without a good offensive line and without a good stable of receivers. So, you know, he, he pushes those kids. And, you know, that's why he's a captain and that's why he's looked up to on his team in such a
0: uh, a positive way. When you bring in graduate transfers, the margin of error on them, for them personally, is pretty thin. I mean, you either you either help out or you get out of the way, essentially, because you don't have a lot of time to work with them. So they're either contribute or, yeah. client, you know, you're going to be sitting on the bench next to me. Yep, yep. And it's uh,
1: a little unique for me. Uh, you, you know, the, the the three grad transfers we've bought in, we, we know Riley from afar, obviously, because yeah. yeah. he was at BYU. Um, but, you know, Caleb was in... My meeting room every year, every, every day last year. Right? I know exactly what Caleb is and what he can bring to the table. Now, you know, he's playing tight end for us, which he kind of did both. And, um, and C.O.C., you know, C.O.C.'s played a lot of football. And uh, he's excited about the opportunity. So we expect those kids to change us in a, yeah. in a positive way. If they don't, then it's like I tell them, when we recruit J.C. guys or transfers, when they come in, if, if, if you don't have an immediate impact in a positive way, we failed as coaches and and you failed as a as a player we we made the wrong decision so understand you're expected to come in and contribute now that's why we brought you here and they embraced that absolutely yeah if they don't want to embrace that then uh, you know when, again, when you know them a little bit better it's yeah. I know that Caleb looks at that and is excited about competing i know c o c is the same way, and as you know they go through the reports you get from the weight room and what have you throughout sp- uh, summer, um, you know they've very positively adapted themselves to this team there's no you know oh i 've come from this pac twelve i've come from they they don't they don't, 're not like that.
0: You developed a culture there at Utah State, and uh, Coach Wells did his best to keep it going as well. Where when I was talking to Tipa and uh, talking to Jordan, they were talking about. Well, Jordan specifically talked about, yeah, I know C.O.C. I've been throwing with him every day. I've been working with him every day. That's stuff that they have to do on their own. That's stuff that you have to be a little bit more hands-off during the summer. Yep. And and to develop a culture where these guys realize we got to be on the same page, we got to work, we got to put in the work when nobody else is around us watching us, that's got to be impressive to see. Or that's got to be fulfilling for you as a coach to see. It is, absolutely is. And, you know, I mean, C.O.C.'s been obviously in a very successful program, and he's
1: learned that. He yeah. knows that. You know, a year ago he was out there throwing with Tyler, and. And it was what the expectations were. This year, <clears throat> excuse me, it's no different than Jordan. Jordan's expectations is when he sends out a text message and say, Hey, we're going to throw at 2 o'clock in the indoors. You know, get your fanny to the indoor at 2 o'clock, and those receivers are excited about being there. So that that's very comfortable for COC and Caleb to be
0: in that situation, that scenario, and they, they want to do it, and they're excited about it. On the offensive side, they had obviously a tremendous amount of success. Do you allow Coach Sanford to install, or is it just kind of a marriage of what he does and what was done last year into something where Jordan's a little bit more comfortable with?
1: Well, we, we want to keep the terminology. We want to keep the things. So we want coaches to learn more than players to learn. Okay. And we always believe that. We believe that we went to Wisconsin or wherever we went um so you know it's it and and in the end it it, it is a little similar to the transition <clears throat> obviously the offense is very different than Wisconsin but we walked into an offense where we wanted to keep a lot of the terminology, and Coach Ludwig did it at that point, and that was our belief then, and, and it's the same thing with Coach Sanford. We want to make the terminology, the learning curve, to be as little as possible for the kids and put it on the coaches, and that's exactly what we did. And as there tweaks? Is there some new things and some different spots to it? Absolutely. But that would evolve with – Anytime, even if it's the same staff as you go through years and years, you revolve every year as a coach and you know try to stay on the cutting edge of, of football, so it 's important but the kids have grasped it. I think they have a really um, a very good understanding of uh, you know where we want to go on offense and defense
0: about thirty seven days away can't get here soon enough i'll, I'll take those twenty four practice opportunities before the first game <laughs> you know the the schedules uh, it's a little funky this yes, year yes i mean yeah. wake forest you you know lsu in october yeah. byu in november it's it's yeah. it's a weird schedule it is weird
1: it's uh it's a it's a little different and you know you don't you don't sit there and say hey, you know you want to play an sec time at that but hey it's, it is what it is yeah. it's scheduled at that time so you can't do it if you're going to do it and you know i i it, you're going to play the non-conference games and and they're not easy to find first of all and you're going to try to you know go get to and play some teams that those kids will remember um you know, would I like to stay on the West Coast and play those teams in the Pac-12? I surely would. I think it would be great for us to be able to stay. It's easier for our fans. It's easier for our kids. Yeah. Um, and I'd like them to be at the first of the year. But uh, hey, the schedule is what it is. You play it right, and and away you go. And our kids get a tremendous opportunity to go. You know, fly uh, across the country and and play Wake Forest, which is a tremendous challenge. They've played. Really good ball at the end of the year last year. They get to go across the country again and and uh, you know walk into Baton Rouge and, and play at a at a special a special place that's very difficult to play. That uh, you know they get to do both those for three hours one time in their life. So we'll enjoy it,
0: Coach. Always a pleasure. Okay. look forward to bugging you a lot Pre- this year. Appreciate it, man. Go Thanks. Aggies.